Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shops here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Oh yeah! Welcome back to the Holdo Maneuver podcast, part of the Geek So To Speak podcast network. I am Vactor. And I am Mark. We're two hard-working dads trying to immerse ourselves in Star Wars and fit it into our very busy lives. If this is your first time listening, in this short-form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. Hey Mark, how do Sith Lords say goodbye? Hmm. I don't know. How? Darth Later! <laughs> All right, and before we begin, we want to say a very special thank you to friend of the show, Ben Songer, for listening to our Lego Star Wars history episode. Ben, it's about time you listen to this podcast, the best Star Wars podcast in the universe. Thank you very much. And Ben left us a nice uh, iTunes review. So if you want to be like Ben Songer, first of all, you got to grow a beard and you got to be from Canada. But second of all... You have to go to Apple or Spotify and leave us a five-star review, and we will tell everyone on our show what a wonderful person you are. So thank you very much, Mr. Songer. Yeah, and speaking of wonderful people, we got a belated happy 40th birthday to, not me, but Mr. Vector on the other side over here. Uh, you can check out yeah. Uh, yeah, check out our Instagram for the, the birthday wishes we posted to him back on that day on April 13th, but happy belated birthday back. Thank you very much. Yeah, we normally would would have been recording on that day, but I think we kind of scheduled it so that I could have some time off on my birthday. And did you know my brother has the exact same birthday as me, but eight years prior? So he's eight years older than me, but also born on April 13th. Oh, wow. That's sort of... Not exactly the same, but sort of similar. My sister was born three years and a day after me. Oh, dang. So I guess I guess our parents were consistent. <laughs> mine, mine and yours. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get right into some Star Wars news. Uh, first off, Amy Hennig and Skydance New Media are creating a new Star Wars game. And this was a big deal. Uh, this was announced over on StarWars.com. Um, Star Wars, so Amy Hennig goes way, way back. She's been involved in a ton of great video game projects, and they've they've kind of had some weird things going on with the Star Wars video games. They'll do one, then they announce one, oh, and then it gets pushed back, or then it gets cut, and, and all this, you know, all this stuff has been happening. But she finally is announcing this new project from Skydance New Media, and I'm very hopeful that this is going to be uh, a blockbuster game. Uh, this will definitely be one that we review on the Hold On Maneuver. Um, she's basically considered a video game industry legend. Um, she's made a ton of games, including the original Uncharted games, 1, 2, and 3. And that's the ones that I think Mark and I are kind of... we. She's done a, a ton of video games in, in general, but the ones that she's known for are those uncharted series and i'm really looking forward to what she needs what she's going to do in the star wars universe 
um, in yeah, particular. She did uh, Jack and Daxter. Yes. Too. So a uh, long line Not of Sony one. stuff. And Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, which I remember just because it had Michael Jordan's face on it. But that was a terrible game. But I don't think Amy Henning is, is responsible for that. So she's going to be the writer and director of this new title. And I have a lot of confidence in her ability. But I just, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, I'll believe it when I see it. Because there's been so many pushbacks and games have been announced before and then they've been taken away. So we'll see what happens with this one. Uh, is this one that, that you're going to purchase, Mark? Yeah, I think this would definitely be something that I would want to check out. It, it. I mean, like, there's so much potential for like any Star Wars video game. So depending on what it is, it could be really anything. It could be. I mean, they've done games that were for Jango Fett as a bounty hunter, where you're that. Games that are centered on Jedi, games that are centered on uh, clone commanders, or yeah, so basically. It, it ranges the gamut, so there's a, like a whole plethora of things that they could do with it. So it'll be interesting once we find out more about exactly what the game's about. But for now, the potential of whatever it could be is, is there. And to segue from talking about that video game, we have another video game that news, possibly, that you and I both like, is that Star Wars may, possibly, maybe, might be in Kingdom Hearts 4. Which, Kingdom Hearts 4 being a thing in and of itself is news. And now I feel like I'm guesting on the other podcast that you do, Vector, where we're talking about all this video game news. It might, like we're in a sandbox or something. But, we, we, we know, we both hate sand. It's, it's coarse and it gets everywhere. But, now, you talked a little bit about this on Sandbox Gamers already, but what would you like to see from Star Wars if it ended up being in Kingdom Hearts 4? I'd like to see some Jedi action. Um, something with some playable Jedi characters, some playable Sith characters. Lightsaber battles, you know, running around, Lightsaber jumping. Lightsaber keyblades? Yeah, that would be perfect. That would be something that I would definitely want to see. And I've been a fan of Kingdom Hearts since the original. I haven't played every game in the series, but... I've been a pretty big fan, and you you know my love for Disney, and um, Final Fantasy was never one that I was really into, but mixing and matching the Final Fantasy and the Disney elements together has made Kingdom Hearts um, kind of a, a, a memorable game. So putting Star Wars in there, or let's say even Marvel in there, then okay. now we're talking. That could be pretty cool. Uh, and like like you kind of said on there, I I I think the only Final Fantasy game I played was Final Fantasy X. Oh yes, that's a uh, good one. Yes, and I definitely I think that was like right around the same time Kingdom Hearts came out too, or it was very close to it. Yes, but I definitely preferred the gameplay in Kingdom Hearts to Final Fantasy because I I didn't really like that turn based play where I had to like wait and then choose like what kind of attack I had to do, let that person do the attack, wait for the next thing to go. Right. Yeah, so that kind of got kind of boring to me, but yeah. I liked almost more of like how it was paired with that, but also like a more or less button masher right. kind of video game. Yes. So 
Yeah, so yeah. hopefully Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to have some nice uh, Star Wars content in it. And the whole reason why people kind of think this might be is because in the trailer, it looks like an eagle-eyed fan circled it. It looks like there's an AT-ST foot that is uh, appearing. That's the only hint of Star Wars in this whole thing. But hopefully that is that comes true. Hopefully that, that uh, person actually got uh, caught them in the act. So another thing that uh, we are both looking forward to, Peter Ramsey, uh, who directed Into the Spider-Verse, is going to be directing at least one episode of Ahsoka, the Star Wars series spinoff on Disney+. And I think you and I are both big fans of Into the Spider-Verse, one of our favorite movies of all time. So this guy has already got street cred with us and if he's gonna be doing an ahsoka episode i think it's gonna be good what do you think yeah i'm I'm excited for this as well just because since he already has you know the background in animation and ahsoka comes from animation originally i think uh, him working with i would assume dave filoni is going to be very integral to everything about the ahsoka series since he created the character um, so I feel like the two of them would work really well with that and maybe bring some cool ideas to uh, the show and see what would happen. Maybe some cool visual styles to that as well. Ooh, I'm not yeah. sure what exactly could translate into live action for like the same way of what they did with Spider-Verse. But I'll be very excited to, to see what kind of take they have on that. And maybe that'll be one of the episodes that, uh, or that people want fans want of like because we've talked about flashbacks for obi-wan so maybe there'll also be flashbacks for ahsoka since hayden christensen's meant to be in that series as well yeah so fingers crossed i definitely want to see that um i also want to see some new star wars visions yeah. uh, we have a report that they're going to be continuing with some new shorts later this year in the star wars visions lineup and you and i were both fans of the anime anthology we actually did a, rev a whole episode on i guess maybe we'll call it star wars visions part one yeah um and this one maybe star wars visions part two so not not a whole lot of detail but um it's kind of in the the rumor mills around september october it's going to be coming out but just kind of a general fall release date on these so i am excited for a new batch of star wars visions what about you yeah, I'm definitely excited, and we talked about it a little bit on our third episode when we discussed that first season of the anthology series in, like, what of those episodes we'd want to see oh. con continued stories right. of. Right, So it'll be interesting, just because we know how long, generally, it takes to develop animation, so I'm, I'm probably pretty certain, I mean, unless they were very... Uh, very certain certain stories would do really well so they you know just put those right into production to make follow-ups to them for this next season mm -hmm. outside of that i can see this just being completely a new slew of completely brand new stories again but it, it would be cool if there are some follow-ups to some of the ones we liked the most from that first season so yeah definitely interested to see more takes on the galaxy far for that yeah, far far away i'm having a problem talking today. <laughs> uh, talking like uh like I have a Jar Jar-sized <laughs> tongue in my mouth right now. <laughs> Going from that, 
Let's go to, to the High Republic since yes. it's uh, April 20th. And actually, this was reported on my birthday, April 13th, over on StarWars.com. The High Republic show, which is a YouTube show, all about the High Republic, um, actually announced Phase 2 and kind of revealed some of the artwork, some of the um, storylines that are going to be coming out. And they had an interview with a lot of the writers that are working on um, part, or part two, or, or I should say phase two of the High Republic. I unfortunately am behind on the High Republic. I'm trying, I'm not necessarily reading the novels right now, but I'm trying to stay yeah. caught up on the comics, and I'm a little bit behind, so I need to get caught up on that. Um, but yeah, you can head over to starwars.com in our show notes. We've got uh, cover art for the young adult novel Star Wars The High Republic Path of Deceit. Written by uh, Grattan in Ireland and features a Pantor Pantoran Jedi, a character only known as the Mother. So that looks interesting. I want to see what's going on there. But the High Republic is kind of an interesting time um, in Star Wars. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's kind of like Knights of the Old Republic, um, hmm. very similar to that concept. Yeah, and like you said that you're behind, I'm behind in the fact that it's a complete blind spot for me still, <laughs> whereas I have not delved back in time to the High Republic as of yet. So if you mentioned any characters from the, the High Republic to me, I would not know what you're talking about yet. <laughs> so I, I'm a bad Star Wars fan as far as it comes to the High Republic currently. Well, we might have a High Republic show coming down the yeah, pipeline. We- I'll, I'll write that wrong by the time we get to, to that episode. Yeah, nice. All right, and then uh, Star Wars, another Star Actually, we probably should have talked about this with our Star Wars video games oh, yeah. that we were talking about. But it was reported, and I added this to the show notes uh, not too long ago, Lego Star Wars, which is a game that just came out, which we will be talking about on this show, is bigger than Elden Ring. And that is uh, saying a lot because Elden Ring... I think right now, if you talk to critics and you talk to fans, is the game of the year for 2022. So the Lego Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga sales in the UK um, have have been very strong. Uh, in fact, the second biggest boxed launch of 2022, making it bigger than Elden Ring, at least in terms of physical sales. So that was interesting to me. Uh, to see that Lego Star Wars is doing so well. Um, you also, you and your son, are big Lego fans, right? Yeah. My yeah, my son Patrick actually just beat the, the game like a couple of days ago, which finally freed it up for me <laughs> to be able to play it. Because I let him play all the way through it since it was technically, technically uh, a gift for him. Nice. My mom got it for him, I think, two years ago it was meant to be like a christmas 2020 gift and then we all know how long the game got delayed so it ended up being a a spring 2022 (laughs) gift yeah (laughs) all right so um we we had a little time jump in our uh in our star wars universe because of covid and because of some other things but we're all caught up now so I am very much enjoying the game. And like I said, we'll talk about it on a future episode. Let's finish up our news with a little lightning round. Uh, These are all topics from This Week in Star Wars, which is the other YouTube show. Besides the High Republic show, 
They also do This Week in Star Wars, which is kind of a short-form news show where they're just kind of announcing things. Kenobi, Mandalorian, and Andor are all getting panels at Star Wars Celebration. Yes. I would very much like to go to that celebration, but I will not be. So we will be covering all the information that comes out of there, but would have been nice to be there firsthand and see that. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for those panels as well. to even watch them virtually, but yeah, like you said, it would be cool to be there in person. The only one I've been to was uh, back in 2005 for Celebration 3, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. E.K. Johnson has a new book out, Queen's Hope, which will change the way that you view Anakin and Padme's relationship. So you might want to check that out if you're interested at another certain point of view. The 20th anniversary of George Lucas pioneering digital filmmaking uh, with Attack of the Clones is a nice little article that you can check out. I was very much into when George Lucas was trying to get digital video and digital film kind of rolled out throughout digital projection in theaters. I was very much into that um, as it was happening. And we can once again thank the maker for pioneering a lot of stuff with digital away from the film, uh, which now is kind of like an ancient relic. Uh, Very few people still shoot on film. Mostly everything is digital. So that was a nice little uh, piece on the anniversary. And also for Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, there's going to be some special guests in the building. We talked about the panels that 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 were announced. Sam Witwer, who we both love. Matt Lanter, who we both love. And Katie O'Brien are all going to be at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022. So I love can, her too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you can check all of them out. Um, she played, let's see, Katie O'Brien played a memorable performance as Moff Gideon's officers in several episodes of The Mandalorian. All right, cool. So you can check all those guys out over at Star Wars Celebration if you're going this year in Anaheim. All right, so our main topic for this episode is Star Tours. The adventure continues. And even the original Star Tours. So Star Tours was a, or is actually, a virtual simulation ride at Disneyland and Disney World. Also, Tokyo Disneyland. A lot of the Disney parks have Star Tours. When I was growing up, this was my absolute favorite ride at Disneyland. A lot of people were into Space Mountain. A lot of people were into the teacups and, you know, the classic rides, Matterhorn. I was always Star Tours. Um, the Tomorrowland Pavilion, that was always my favorite land in Disney, was always Tomorrowland, just because I love the futuristic stuff. But it also had Star Tours. So those two things. And even at Disney World, when it, when the, uh, it was at MGM Studios and Hollywood Studios, when they had Star Tours, I was like, all right, this is my favorite park at Disney World. So Star Tours has been a favorite of mine for years, and it's kind of guided what my favorite parts of each park are. Um, the The original one that came out in the 80s was in need of an update for a long time. It was like the same static ride over and over again, and it was fun, you know, but... It got to the point where it was like the same thing year after year after year. And eventually they came out with the, they shut it down for a little bit. And then they came back with the adventure continues, which is the current format that they have where they can 
update it. They can replace the destinations. They can switch them out. So you're always getting a different ride every single time. You're not basically no two rides are the same because they've got so many variations that they can do. So let's start off with Mark's experience on Star Tours The Adventure Continues. What are some of your favorite experiences, favorite planets and segments of that ride? The first time we brought uh, Patrick to, to Disneyland back when he turned 10, you know. Dang! dang like back in uh, 2015, <laughs> uh, I made sure that, or this is just a case in general when we go to Disneyland. We When we go to Disneyland, we go down Main Street, take a right, head into Tomorrowland. Yeah. Take another right and go on to Star Tours. Yeah. So I just virtually walked you through how to get to Star Tours. But, and then we always make it a point for oh, that's, nice. that's yes. the last ride that we ride at Disneyland too. So that's like our, our first taste of Disney and that's our uh, kind of amuse-bouche uh, palate cleanser to finish off our Disney trip and taking one more uh, trip <laughs> with Rex or well, I guess now with 3PO because uh, Rex got yeah. retired over to Galaxy's Edge in Barton <laughs> but we'll get we'll get there in a little bit but I think now I think some of my favorite stuff on there is I, I like some yes. of the recent stuff mm-hmm. they've added like uh, with yeah. Crate uh, from Last Jedi that's really cool I think one of my least favorite things is actually Hoth only because of how uh-huh. much you uh-huh. move and like bump around in that one. It, like as, a, as you know, both of us get older, like, right. Like getting jostled around that, that much. Like, it, yeah, that one kills my neck. Yeah. Just because of how much you're bumping around in the snow and stuff and that. So, I I would have to say that one's definitely my least favorite, but I also uh, love like when you get oh, to do yeah. the the trench run because it, it's like you're getting to experience, yeah, the, you know, like you're Luke yourself. So that's an awesome thing, and they they have like these different interludes now too, and it's almost like a time travel thing in some weird sense too, because you can go from somewhere <laughs> where like Vader's alive to like cut to a segment right. where like Finn and Poe are talking to you and you're you're like wait am I in the world in between worlds did, did Rex just just I wonder, through a, a wormhole for people who aren't big Star <laughs> Wars fans does that confuse them sometimes if there's like or in their yeah in their in their minds or if they're not yeah uh, everything is oh yeah Vader is, fans, is the care. same as um, Ray right Vader and Ray interact all the time yeah yeah but and that would have to go with us we've talked a little bit about rex but the voice of rex i'm not even going to try to do a a paul rubens impression you can try to do it if you want to though there you go yeah there this is my first as a kid i always love the brakes rex every time Yeah, and if you if you like the sound of Rex, and if you've ever seen Flight of the Navigator, you can hear Paul Rubens voice another well. robot in that movie too. But speaking of like some of our favorite parts of the ride, what are some of like your favorite and least favorite places that you go? It's to? It's always Vader because every time I've ridden it, it's been with my wife, and she's a huge Darth Vader fan. So anytime he appears. 
she gets excited. And I've also written it with my mom and my wife. And my mom sees my wife's excitement, and that makes her excited. So she screams when she sees Vader, at, like like that's her favorite character. But, uh, nice. yeah, that is always fun. I like all of the planets, really. Um, and it's just kind of seeing what the new stuff is. Every time I go, I'm like, all right, am I going to see something I've never seen before? Am I going to see something? Uh, like you said, the crate, when they first added that, I was really excited I wanted to get that crate every single time. And then the first time I got it, I was like, yes. Um, did they add anything for Rise of Skywalker? Do you know? I haven't heard anything. And we haven't been back since. Oh, yeah. we I haven't been since. It would be cool to I have like the Armada did. come in with I you just, or, or you see them all arrive. That Actually, that would be a nice one to add. Yeah. We need to look that up. I don't know if. They, they got ride videos on YouTube. You can look them up. People are always posting that, but that would be interesting. Um, I oh, don't... yeah. Oh, I know that they've added, uh, like, oh, you yes. see right. uh, Batuu yeah. right. in it now. Now that That's Galaxy's cool. Edge exists. Uh, so, like, you see that. Uh, you, you, uh, uh, <laughs> you do some, uh, okay. Yeah, in, I really here like while I, while I look whenever really they quick, add new stuff, like Batu, like Crate. Anytime there's a new movie, that was always cool, seeing Kylo Ren. And I remember the very first time I wrote it, the 3D looked so crisp. It was digital 3D because the old one was like filmic, film D, um, 3D, and this was, was digital 3D. It actually got me to jump and flinch the very first time we went to Naboo and a piece of like ship punches through the glass and it looks like it's going to hit you in the face. And I actually went back cause I was like, Oh, that 3d looks so good. Um, and another thing when I was a kid, I didn't like thrill rides. So I didn't like any roller coasters, anything that made your stomach jump. And this was a perfect ride for me as a kid. Cause it was like, Oh, I feel like I'm in a roller coaster. I, or I, I'm looking like I'm in a roller coaster, but it, I'm not actually in a roller coaster. So they call it a flight simulator, and that was the the type of ride. Anytime I saw a ride like that, where I'm I'm in place, but I'm moving all around, I was like, yeah, this is the one I want. I don't want the the roller coaster. Now I like roller coasters as as an adult, but as a kid, Star Tours was like the perfect type of ride for me. Okay, so I found it. So from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we see uh, there's editions of, of Kef Burr, yes. which is the ocean moon uh, from Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so you, you see like the like the, the remnants you know of what? the Death Star now that in the ocean I, I there. just thought about this. The last and time then, I went was when they, right before they closed Disney for, um, for COVID, so March of 2020. I think I actually did see that. Now that you're saying yeah. that, it does sound familiar. So yeah, I, actually, I think I did go see it. Um, after Rise of Skywalker, yeah, yeah, it looks ah, that it looks like good. that's it's all good. that was added. Uh, I did see, although I did see that it looks like uh, you were right, and they they did actually add what looks like uh, the Ooh. you know the okay. I don't think I got armada that armada of ships. Yeah, you know, like the ghost and and all and everybody up in space. Ooh, that's in there too. But it's like one oh. of the smaller like. Right. Interludes, okay. kind of like the Vader scene in right. there. 
Okay. So it's not well, like featured. Very cool. I think the there. next time we go, we're going to have to try to get but, that. Um, oh, yeah. I think I may it's have been like one, Yeah, it's, it's it, so, like I said, with COVID, I we kind of went through a time warp, forgot a lot of the stuff. But definitely next time you go, you got to uh, ride Star Tours and Rise of the Resistance. Those are the best. Yeah, yeah, I still yeah I still haven't even been to Galaxy's Edge, so that's something later this year I'll finally get to do. Now, speaking of what we've liked that's on it, and now did you prefer Rex or did you prefer do you prefer three? I prefer Rex because he just captain. feels like '80s. Like there's a they changed the logo for Star Tours and they changed yeah. a lot of the stuff on the inside, the queue, um, a lot of that stuff, but. In my mind, I still have that nostalgia for the '80s logo, the 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 queue in the in the '80s, and then Rex as the host or as the um, the captain. And I I always felt like Rex made more sense, and three PO was always on the outside of the ship talking R two whenever you walked up. But three PO feels like forced. It's almost like they're trying to force characters from the original into something that is later I just felt like Rex fit it because he was like made for Star Tours and 3PO's like alright let's get somebody from the movies let's yeah. get him in here although I do love Anthony Daniels does the voice yeah that's pretty good uh, and we've talked about what we like in the ride and what um, what we've like the planets and stuff but now what would you like to see added to it as far as like things that we've like, now seen on Mandalorian, yeah. what what we might see like in in the Obi Wan yeah. series, the Ahsoka series, uh, Mandal, and then uh, Book yeah, of Boba definitely Cubby wherever there's like a new planet. Well. Anytime we can go to you know whatever the planet Luke was on when he was training Grogu, all the stuff on Mandalorian really like that ice planet right. where all those spiders were. Um, trying to think of. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, planet from that water Coca-Cola planet effect. with the frog lady. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I think it'd be cool to Ooh, to even yes. go to like Lothal yeah. from Rebels. I mean, they'd have to render it in live, like quote unquote live action. Though technically, it would just be animated. Right. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much photorealistic, but yeah, pretty much any new planet that we haven't seen before. There's so many possibilities, and that's what's cool about this different version you know star tours 2.0 the adventure continues that you can continue to switch it up and be new every single time i think that was kind of a brilliant idea because as a kid you know i had a longer attention span i guess where i could watch the same thing over and over and over again and not get bored with it once i started to get into my teenage years and adulthood the, the old Star Tours kind of got long in the tooth, and I was like, I'm ready for, for something new. So Adventure Continues came along right at the right time. And like I said, changing the, the 3D to digital, that's another thing that I think is kind of um, revolutionary to the point where you can either change the ride, you can change the experience, but you can also see it in much sharper uh, clarity. So I'm, I'm really a fan of the Adventure Continues, and I, I'd love to see... Whatever comes next, they got to do something with Mandalorian. It's too popular for them to ignore Mando. Okay, so that's going to bring us to our semi-recurring segment 
That was from Star Wars. I know. I think George Lucas gonna sue somebody. Don't f with the Jedi Masters. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And this was the appropriate set clip to pick, Mark, because it is 420 as we record this and hopefully publish this today. April 20th, 420, and I'll let you tell them what 420 means. Funny enough, I just explained this to my wife. Uh, you know how uh, cops have like codes for like different things that they um, call over the, the walkie to tell you like whatever the like the breaking and entering whatever it may be 420 is that number to if they like seized marijuana or something was related to marijuana related it was like code 420 so that's that's what it was nice but <laughs> yeah all right so yeah i was gonna say the clip that that you chose was from jay and silent bob strike back and it was blunt man and chronic with Special guest, hey kids, yeah. it's Mark Hamill. Uh, I figured this this scene was appropriate for many reasons. It was April 20th. Uh, the The movie itself is called Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, which is in and of itself an allusion to Star Wars. And then we have uh, Mark Hamill in this scene. Curry Fisher was also in the, the, the movie earlier. Uh, but we get Mark Hamill in the scene as basically him and uh, James and Bob are fighting with uh, bong sabers, uh, the the marijuana version of a lightsaber. And in it, he gets his hand cut off again. There's whole things where he's like, oh, not again. Um, and, we, and we get Chris Rock's in. I think George Lucas is going to sue somebody. That was in the trailers. Um, for that movie, they they played that to death. Yeah, and I think we can't say some certain words that are in in that scene since this is technically not an explicit podcast. But his <laughs> name is is pretty funny, <laughs> and uh, he says a line that we probably can't pick that specific part of it unless maybe a actor puts a little bleep sound over that sound. <laughs> but yeah, I figured this would be a good one for today, and just. A nice little thing to talk about in this excellent episode. choice all right and speaking of excellent choices you made an excellent choice by choosing the hold on maneuver the greatest star wars podcast in the galaxy if you would like to leave us a review you can be so kind on spotify or apple podcast and wherever you get your podcasts if they have some type of review system perhaps you can leave us a comment or something like on anchor if you listen to us on Anchor, you can actually leave us a voicemail, which we can actually clip and play on the show. Or Spotify has all kind of stuff that you can do. So check us out wherever your podcasts are found. Don't forget to let all of your friends and family know that the Holdo Maneuver is here. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, pretty much everywhere at Holdo Pod. You can find us individually at our names, Vactor, V-A-C-T-O-R, and Mark Vibbert. That's Vibbert with a V. You can email us if you want, holdopod at gmail.com. And don't forget, we're also part of the Geek, so to speak, podcast network, including the Sandbox Gamers, uh, our video game podcast, Technological, our Star Trek podcast. I have uh, a programming note to let you know, Mark. I'm changing up. Vector loves comics 
into We Love Comics because it's no longer going to be a solo podcast. I'm going to be having guests on, including Mr. Vibbert, when he chooses a comic. Maybe you can choose, well, should we do something Star Wars related? Well, it's going to be Star Wars related, and uh, at least the first thing that'll come on tangentially is that the Mighty Thor and uh, Miss Natalie Portman is going to be playing the Mighty Thor, who we all know was Pat Miyamadala. So, yeah. It's on the, the Star Wars spectrum in a way. Yes. Excellent. So I will be having guests come on from time to time, and we'll be talking about all of our favorite comics. And then you, Geek, so to speak, which is our geek news podcast. So all of those can be found over geeksotospeak.com slash network. So thank you very much for listening to us once again. And as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe. Thank the maker. The cantina music. (laughs) (laughs) That was Wizard. Hey, sorry, folks. I'm sure to do better next time. It was my first flight, and I'm still getting used to my programming. Hey!